Hey everybody, welcome to the BTL Born to Lead podcast. This episode is going to be incredible for you. Really excited to share some content coming from my good friend Dave Friedman. My name is Brett Kelly. I'm our host on this episode today. And Dave and I have known each other for, Dave, what do you think, maybe five years or so we've been friends now? Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. Time goes by fast when you're having fun. I know, I know. So, so Dave is a, a very successful uh, team owner out of Charleston, South Carolina, running the Dave Friedman team. He's gone in the past, you know, maybe five, six years or so from just working buyer leads on his own independent agent. And prior to that, working in the new construction industry, now selling over $100 million in total volume and in Gary Keller's top 100 amongst all the Woo! other endeavors uh, that he's got going on right now. So Dave, welcome to BTL. Really excited to have you. And why don't you just give a quick intro on, on you know, a little bit of backstory on who you are. Um, you know, Brett, you teamed me up pretty well there. You know, Dave Friedman, um, we have a $100 million team in Charleston and growing. Uh, we have an amazing ISA department, operations department, and outside sales department. So that's uh that's how our business is set up um you know from from the real estate team that we have um we've been able to venture off and do some investments in real estate which is really exciting and fun uh creating some additional opportunity there also a different business called ERS which provides virtual assistant help to other real estate teams where we package up our operations um, in our real in my real estate team and then basically sell it all to other realtors through VAs to implement in other people's businesses to run a successful operations team and lead generation and marketing and whatever you can think of they do it all man it sounds like you do it all you're you're that Ooh. guy you're that well, guy I'll so. tell you what luckily I'm not the one that does it all otherwise I would not be very fulfilled in all the different things that I want to be focused on in my life. Thank goodness. So we have about between everything, we have about 60 employees between real estate investing, Dave Friedman team, and also ERS. So I'm definitely 60, not the one. 60 people. Yeah. 60. So, people. so 60 people is what makes up everything in that, that has provided you the life in the world that you, that you live in right now. Right. So, so with that being said, I, I know a motto that you're really fond of is that you can have anything in the world that you want in success, but it has to, it has to come with other people to help get you there. So you have to help other people as well, yes. which is, which is amazing, yes. man. So, so with that being said, man, I mean, tell, tell all of the listeners here, how did you go from, you know, where you were in new construction and even before that, all the way to now, you've got 60 employees in so many different avenues, all centered around real estate, essentially. And what, what does that look like? I mean, how did, you, how did you gain all of this knowledge to even get to where you're at right now? You know, my, my, um, I, have, I have some entrepreneurs in my family, and I have some people that are like take a really conservative approach in my family also. And so... Um, you know, I took the entrepreneurial approach and it's been working really well. Started 
that at a pretty young age. And the very first book that I ever had, my mom gave me, and it was a Zig Ziglar book. Yes. And it wasn't the Bernstein Bears or anything like that. It was Zig Ziglar. And the quote that stood out was, you can have everything that you want in life as long as you help enough other people achieve what they want. And so I think that's been the driving force along the way is just to make sure we help people accomplish their goals. And a byproduct of it is we also accomplish ours. That's amazing, man. So, so how did you get now, now knowing a motto and having a favorite saying or phrase, that's, that's all one thing. How did you actually implement that stuff? Um, you know, when, when, when I, when I, whenever I get to a point, it's the same thing today as it was when I was like, you know, 15 and power washing homes, right. And dragging that thing around the neighborhood. And, um, I, I realized when I didn't have any more time left in the day to continue to do what I needed to do, then I had somebody missing in my life. I had to go find that person to bring them in. And obviously you have to make sure your goals align. And as long as they're able to reach their goals within what, what I had going on at the time, it worked, right? And I just helped them reach their goals. And as a result of that, I was able to reach mine also. And so it's the same thing today. You know, today we have over 60 people, you know, between everything. And as soon as my time runs really thin, and I feel like stuck is the way that I feel and I just need to get unstuck. I know that there's a relationship that I'm missing where somebody can, can help free up some of my time so I can continue to go pursue and, and, you know, create more and create chaos for everybody to help build. Right. Awesome, man. So, so it sounds like you, you've built an incredible empire and we'll call it a dynasty. A dynasty sounds awesome, right? So, so you've created this dynasty around your world and within your world right now, helping and impacting the lives of other people. And when it comes to getting into to a rut like that, man, I mean, what, what's going through your, your head? What, where is your mind? What's your mindset like that, that you come back to and you're able to push through that and identify what you need who you need to do it and then implement it and move forward, find them, keep going. You know, I think, I think uh, if you read the book E-Myth, you know, they talk about the, the entrepreneur that wants to do everything in the business, right? They want to do it. If you think about, you know, you're, you're selling hamburgers, you're dropping the fries in the, in the oil, in the grease, you're flipping the burgers, you're taking the money, you're cleaning the bathrooms at the end of the day, you're sweeping out, you're doing it, you're doing it all. You're putting soap in, whatever. And, you know, they talk about um, most entrepreneurs run it all and they just don't let go of certain things. So, you know, for you to truly grow and create opportunity for, uh, for the business, um, you need to recognize that each one of those duties is actually something uh, different and one person can specialize in each of those. So I've been good at, like I mentioned, when, I'm, when my time runs thin, I like, you know, wear all these different hats and I, and I kind of figure out, okay, how many hats do I have on right now? And then I figure out which hats I can take off and put out other people's heads to, to go and, and crush whatever that thing is, right? And so, um, and there's um, a good exercise called delegate and elevate that you can use to do that. It's really good. I'll go through it really quickly, but it's, if you picture a quadrant, right? There's four, four squares. Top left is 
things that you're great at and you like doing top right is things that you are okay at doing and you kind of like, and the bottom left is that you're good at doing, but you don't like, and the bottom right is things that you're not good at doing and you don't like, right? And you write down all the things that you have going on in your life that you could possibly delegate to other people. And, and you should do this every single quarter. And the goal is, is to only be doing the things that are on the top half of that page. And really, if you can really dial this thing in and get really good at it, only doing the things that are in the top left corner of the page, things that you're great at and things that you love doing. And that's the stuff that really gives you energy, right? And so delegate the rest of it. Um, aside from that, you know, to answer the other part of your question, I think it's just, you know, being a good leader, making sure that you're, you're, you know, feeding into people, uh, making sure that they have, you know, more energy um, after meetings than they had when you first met with them or before they came into the meeting and um, setting really good expectations and what the priorities are for them to go crush and be successful. And, um, you know, right now it's it, more important than ever with everything going on with COVID you know, that we're not doing that. Um, it, however often you were doing that before, if you're doing that once a week with people, you should be doing that like every single day or twice a day with people. And keeping on focused on the priorities, focus on positive mindset, and uh, keep the business pushing forward and hitting their goals. Amazing, man. So, so you've utilized this delegate and elevate, elevate practice consistently to to really identify who you need when you need them most and empower them, give them the tools, resources, and everything possible to, to do that job. That way it's not your job anymore, right? That's right. So, so like you said, I mean, with, with coronavirus going, going around right now and with the, the contagion that it's got, what, 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 when you say, you know, having these conversations with other people and, and keeping their mindset and being there and being for them and supporting them and everything like that. I mean, I witnessed it myself, but share what go th goes through your head as you're, you know, you're talking to your team and, and helping elevate them and their mindset. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, keeping, keeping in touch with their goals is really important. You know, we're lucky that, uh, we're in the real estate business, and so we can still do things virtually with people. You know, not every business has that opportunity to do that. So we're very lucky in that regard. Um, you know, the the restaurant down the street that's closed right now, if they're closed for 30 days, they have zero business for 30 days. They can't right. go, go back and make up that business. So for me, I think it's, you know, really important to make sure that everybody's going all in every single day and, and um, you know, keeping their goals in mind, you know, helping them become thirstier, you know, and elevating their goals and wanting more. So that way, you know, they push harder and, and do more to live a bigger life. Um, and then there's tough times in it too, you know, where, um, you know, we have those conversations day in and day out, but at the same time, you know, people ha might have some like personal things going on that are getting in the way. It's important for us to listen and understand what those things are. And it's also really important for us to not get caught in the minutia of that and make sure that we also recognize that they have goals that they told us that, that we're committed to holding them accountable to. And so sometimes you have to have a conversation with people and say, you know, I, I have a heart for your situation right now. I feel what you have going on and I apologize that that's happening. And I'm the guy in your life that you want around to keep you focused on your goals and not let you slip on those. Otherwise you're going to put, 
you know, your, your goals at risk, your family's goals at risk and, and everything else. So, you know, go talk to your dearest friends about this personal stuff that you have going on. And I'm the guy that's here to make sure that you're focused and committed. I love it. I love it. So, so keep, just keeping people in alignment with what the over, overall goal and that mission is. is that, yeah, uh, yeah, the mission. Right? Yeah, the mission, vision, and passion. Mission, vision, and passion. Right. Everyone's got to be in alignment with that. Awesome, man. So, so when you're identifying it, so this is this is all kind of making sense here. Of you're identifying who you need in what seat, right? And and you, you've gotten very, very good at doing this. I mean, you are extremely skilled in, in delegating. I witness it. I know it for sure. So I can speak to it. So with, with how well you've, you've really, you know, put yourself in this, in this position that you're in and the ability to put others in positions that they're in, how did you even get there, man? I mean, how did you get so good at identifying all of these things and then knowing how to have that conversation with other people? Well, I had to go through a time where I wasn't good at it to become good at it. And I just clearly remember being terrible at delegating, like terrible <laughs> at delegating. And, you know, largely it's because like I'm a pretty hard charger and I want things done like at a high level. And and, and I had this like limiting belief that nobody could do it as well as I could. And, um, you know, I just had to have one person, uh, Katie McGee, I hope she listens to this. Katie McGee was like the first person, and I had some other assistants prior to, but Katie was the first person that took stuff and did it at a really high level where it, like she made me comfortable with just like delegating and being okay with it. Um, so it, it took, it literally took somebody doing that for me, for me to be okay with letting go. And, and then I also realized that, you know, if I, if I have like 40 hours of work that I can delegate to somebody and I get back 40 hours of work, how valuable that is. So really how, how well do they have to do what I was doing for me to be okay with that? You know, so in, in other words, you know, I'm okay with somebody doing 80% as good of a job with something as I was because of how much time I'm getting back as a result of it. And even if it takes them, even if I'm giving them 20 hours of my work, it takes them 40 hours and they do it at 80% of the level that I do. Like I'm just good with that. And, and we got to move on and not let perfection get in the way of progress. So when you've got 60 people, it's pretty incredible to, to know that you're not even hiring some of the people at this point, right? I mean, you've got folks that are, you know, a big, a big help to you in, in hiring these people. How does the, how does the entire team and, and infrastructure really operate to know who these people are and if they're really even doing something 80% as good as somebody else or 50%? How do you, how do you analyze something like that? You know, half the people I haven't even met before, so I don't even know if they're doing it 80% is. <laughs> so that would be up to, you know, their leaders to decide. And, and then I just trust in, in those leaders to be doing the right thing. Hey, and everything's working well, we're growing, we're making money, and people, people are living a big life. So, um, you know, I think, I think that's the other thing, too. You really have to trust your leadership team to you know keep people in alignment to the processes and the standards and um and be good leaders 
you know, and good managers and um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're identifying what the standards are and then the other folks that are within the leadership team, they've got the same standards that they stick to. Right. And, and then I'm, I'm thinking in, you know, out loud in all of this, but you, you and I discussed the people analyzer here too. So you're talking about the standards within everything. So, so walk me through how this people analyzer really works uh, at a high level and into where you've taken it with the business. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's such a good thing and it really simplifies looking at an entire organization, you know, or an entire department. And so um, every single quarter, you know, our leadership team looks at the people that they're leading and they go through what's called the people analyzer. And um, it just identifies um, a couple different things. It identifies if they're a core value fit. So if they're a culture fit, right. And it also identifies if they are the right person in the right seat and that's something else that's really important because you might have the right person in your organization that's not performing well, but they could be in the wrong seat. So they could be like an amazing culture fit and core value fit, but they don't necessarily get it wanted and have the capacity to do what you have them doing. Sometimes if you flip them over to a different seat, they thrive. And so we've actually seen that a bunch of times in our business where we brought somebody in, we love them, they're a great core value fit, great culture fit, but we put them in the wrong seat and we put them in the right seat and they flourish. It's absolutely incredible. So the way that we do it is, um, you know, you could write down, and, and if you all pull this from the, from the um, uh, toolbox, you'll see that um, I actually have our company's core values uh, listed at the top, which is positive energy, passion, enthusiasm. Hustle and work hard, accountability, coachability, and discipline, character, integrity, and humility, driven and committed team player, and growth mindset. So those are the six core values that we have. <clears throat> and we simply just rate, you know, each person on those. So, and we have a bar, for example, with, you know, when you rate them, it's super simple. Don't overcomplicate it. It's either plus, plus, minus or minus. So essentially like plus neutral or minus. So we have a bar set front of where, you know, we could be neutral and positive energy, passion and enthusiasm. Like you don't have to be like incredibly enthusiastic for you to be good with us. Right. Um, but you do have to have a positive on hustle, work hard, accountability, character, you know, driven and committed team player. And then you can also be neutral on growth mindset. Like you don't have to be the person that's going to about sending us to the moon to be a good fit on our team. However, if you score some negatives in there, it does mean that you're not a good fit for our team. And we've just set the bar. We decided that's where the bar is set in each of those core values. And we, we debate it over time and sometimes we change it. But um, if you have somebody in your team that you're just kind of questioning whether they're the right person for one, you can't really figure it out. You got this like gut feeling you know, maybe somebody else said something to you and, and it's just kind of a complicated thing to understand about what's going on with this one person where you'd be feeling that way. Do the people analyzer and it brings you tons of clarity. So that's the first step on the people analyzer. Second step on the people analyzer is you ask yourself, do they get it? Do they want it? And do they have the capacity to get the job done? 
<clears throat> and the answer needs to be yes for all of those. So if they're not, if you don't have the person in the right seat, you will be frustrated, they will be frustrated, and as a result, you will never be able to completely delegate and elevate yourself away from that position. You'll always be forced to do their work, and you'll never be able to let go of the vine that you're trying to give them to climb. So in order for somebody to be in the right seat, to step up and ultimately fill the opening that you've created, he or she must get it wanted, have the capacity to do it. And if any of the three is a no, it's just never going to happen 99% of the time. And so can we go through the get it wanted capacity categories just to explain them? Man, I would, I would love to, to hear you explain all of that. But, you know, how, how do you even find the, the core values? Well, we'll go to GWC. How do you find out what the organization's core values are? How, how do you right, do you, you know, the first thing that I did was rip off and dupl duplicate somebody else's core values that looked really cool. Awesome. Yes. Yes. And then what happened over time is we changed them to like little things that we read from like Tony Robbins or Dan Sullivan or whomever. Right. And, and then finally we're like, you know what, we got to create our own core values. So at the time we had maybe five or six people on our team and all of them were like, it was, it was just an amazing group of people. Um, just could, couldn't have wanted to work with a better group of people. So I didn't tell anybody what I was doing, but I sat them all in a room and I said, Hey guys, we're going to go around. I had a big flip chart. I said, we're going to go around and we're going to start with, you know, Brett. And everyone's going to say everything that they love about Brett for about five minutes. Brett, you have to sit there really uncomfortable. I know and just soak it up. And so everyone just sat there and just like fired off all the most amazing things about Brett. And we wrote them all down on the, on the flip chart. And then we went to Jessica, then we went to Evan, and we went around the room and did this for every single person. And it was just a fun exercise to begin with. So then I had us meet again like a week later, and I had all the flip chart things on the wall. And um, I said, guys, we're going to go through and we're going to either ditch, ditch these phrases or words, combine them or keep them, right? And so we literally went through this. I think we had to do it twice. It was like, it was hours, like literally we had, so we had like probably 10 flip charts filled out of stuff and had to condense it down to like six core values. But after we were done with it, we were left with these core values and, and it was just really the, the best things about all of us combined. And Man, that is, that is an amazing exercise. I actually, I do remember going through the exercise and I, I actually duplicated, I, I ripped and duplicated that, that exercise. I've done it with another uh, group as well. And it works tremendously well. And it makes everybody feel really, really good. You know, you feel yeah, really empowered by hearing those things other people are saying about you. It's awesome. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. So you're, you're literally identifying what you like so much about the group and then making sure that everyone that you hire uh, aligns with those values and then you protect them by letting people go that don't align with those values. So then how do you utilize that and, and moving into the get it, want it capacity step two? Yes. Yes. So, um, you know, so if you think about it, you, you want somebody that's a good fit for the organization, which is a core value fit. And then you need somebody that, that gets the job, they want the job, and they have the capacity to do the job. So get it is, you know, do they have all the neurons in their brain connected in the right way? And they so understand what you're trying to explain them to do the job. 
Like, do you get it, right? Do they get the ins and outs of the position? And not everybody gets it. It's not a bad thing. It just means that they need a different seat. You know, they could be a good core value fit. They might not get it. That's fine. Get them into a seat that they actually understand. And then want it. Do they genuinely want to do the job? You know, do they get up every single morning wanting to do it? Fired up. You can't pay, motivate, force, or beg people to want it. They have to want it on their own. You can't want it more for them more than they want it for themselves. So sometimes people get it and they have the capacity. They just don't want it anymore. Maybe they hit the lotto. They don't need the money. Maybe they, you know, uh, whatever. They just don't need whatever the position offers them. They don't get anything out of it. It might not be monetary. It might be, you know, what fulfills them, what gives them good energy. Finally, the capacity part, you know, does, do they have the mental, physical, spiritual, time, knowledge, and emotional capacity to do the job? You know, this one can sometimes be negotiable, but in small businesses like ours, um, it's still a deal killer if it's no. You know, you might be able to spend a lot of time with somebody over a lengthy period of time to help them <clears throat> have the capacity to understand it. It just takes this person longer. It's just that in most growing organizations, they don't have the luxury to do that because it could take you one, two, three, five years invested in somebody to get them there. Or you could have somebody else that comes in and bam, has the capacity right. immediately. So, you know, if you're not answering yes on all of these things, then it's, it's not going to happen. And you're ultimately going to get the job back. Man, it is so simple. So simple. It, it is, is literally simple. one simple worksheet. You could sit down and look at your whole organization and put these people on there and fill it out. And like, you just know it immediately. I mean, it makes so much more sense though. And especially that it's just one page. Like my yeah. gosh, you know, some, some organizations and companies, teams, whatever it may be having like this whole manual of, of stuff. It's just, it literally is just stuff. And, and then you're, you're like, well, if you go to page 16, like, well, no, like, look at, look at this. That's it. Right. One page. Yeah. I, I am the master at overcomplicating things. And I am also <laughs> doing my best to simplify and remove complexity. So, you know, everything could be on, you know, each, each thing should be on just one piece of paper. If it takes anything more, it's probably just over, overcomplicated. Amazing, man. Yeah, that is amazing. So, so what does it look like in the day of, of Dave Friedman? You know, when, when you wake up in the morning, what happens next? I mean, what is your daily routine in and out weekends included? What, what does that look like? What does it consist of as far as your habits go, man? Yeah, I've got uh, 21 habits that I track daily and on an app called strides. It's really good. <clears throat> and these are all personal things. Uh, my professional habits are, you know, tracked somewhere else, but, um, but I wake up in the morning at five 15. Um, I jump, I get out of bed right away. Otherwise I feel like if I hit the snooze button or hang in bed for a little bit longer, it just kind of sets that precedent for the rest of the day. So I get out of bed. Um, you, you know, you haven't had any hydration in, you know, probably 10, 12 hours possibly, you know, depending on the last time you had some water. So your body's actually dehydrated. So you wake up really quickly. If you slam a glass of water, eight, 12 ounces, nothing huge, but so I get up, I drink water. Um, and I journal, I uh, have some, you know, gratitude that I journal about, you know, great things that happen, things that I'm, 
you know, um, happy about from, from the, the previous day. And I, I, it trains my mind to just like start thinking about good things and things that I'm happy about right, right away. So it's setting again, that precedent for the day. Uh, then from there, I um, meditate. I use an app called Amvana, O-M-V-A-N-A. It's free. And I've been using the same meditation. Um, it's a guided meditation called, um, uh, what is it called? Six, six phase meditation. It's, it's so impactful. Um, I can get into why if you want me to. But um, from there, uh, I go exercise. And I listen to a book while I exercise, unless I'm going to OTF and then I'm not listening to a book. What are you listening to right now? Um, I have principles. I'm listening to the principles. Awesome. It's really good. Um, I'm actually listening to it again. But, and um, so after I read, I'll come back and um, get back to the house and make a green, a big green smoothie. And I drink that smoothie and it fires me up and no coffee needed. like that thing just like sets the energy for the rest of the day you know like i'm naturally caffeinated for the rest of the day now and there i take a shower and then um at eight o'clock i start working and i just stick to my time blocks and stay super committed to my time blocks throughout the day and um something that helps me stay really focused throughout the day uh one my time blocks which are already set before before they're set the day before, so I wake up, don't even have to think about it. And then I have some alarms set on my phone at 6.45. Uh, there's an alarm that pops up. It says, yesterday is gone, tomorrow has yet to come. We only have today, so let us begin. So it gets me really focused on, like, forget about yesterday, forget about the worries about tomorrow, the stresses of yesterday. Let's just go crush today. That's all we can deal with. Uh, eight o'clock, you know, what's my mission today? What must I accomplish today to make progress in my life? And it goes off at eight because that's when I start my work day. So it just like, you know, sets that tone correctly. Uh, the next thing at noon, uh, I also take my vitamins at noon. So, uh, but it goes off. It says people, relationship and experiences. Usually, you know, I'm putting tons of pressure on myself throughout the morning. So I might get a little frazzled. So I remind myself midday that life is more about people, relationships, and experiences more than, um, you know, being successful and, and all that other stuff. So, um, and then at five o'clock, I've got an alarm that says, say no or delegate and be happy with where you are today. Meaning like, I'm not going to continue working because everyone wants to, con- I, con- I want to continue working all throughout the night <laughs> and then um, be happy with where I'm at. So just be like, okay, I'm happy no matter what, I'll never be done with all of my work. So I just have to be happy with where I'm at. And then the last thing is self-awareness over achievement. I'll want to keep working because, um, because of achievement, you know, and, um, I choose self-awareness to be making sure that I'm hitting a level 10 on the seven F's in your life of fitness, faith, fun, family, finances, um, future and, Ah, forgetting one. Anyway. Did you say friends? um, I don't know if you said friends. Friends. There you go. There we are. Yeah. So just self-awareness of like the entire wheel of life opposed to just like achievement and work, right? And then uh, at 5.50, another one goes off because this is when I'm like really winding down, usually walking in the door and it says, listen, empathy, and affirm. So when I walk in the house, I I, I do nothing but just like focus on Haley, my wife, you know, and listen, empathize, 
a firm. You know, we want to come in and solve problems and give solutions and ask good questions. And I'll tell you what, your wife does not care about <laughs> any of that. She just wants you to come home, listen to what the, how their day went, empathize with them, affirm, and you will have a happy, happy wife. Man, so, so all these alarms, would you say that it's just a constant check-in for you throughout the day just to, to maintain focus on what you know is the most important thing that's either coming up or that's taking place at that time? Yeah, I think that's where my time blocks come into place. Like my time blocks keep me like, like dialed into the priority, right? Like eliminate distractions, dial into priorities. And, um, and those alarms are kind of like a gut check for me because, um, you know, my, like, I'm aware of my emotions and like how, how they get triggered and things like that. So I have these alarms set to simply go off at times where I, where I know that, you know, I've noticed a pattern and I need it at that time, like a gut check, like, Hey, you know, this is more about people and experiences than achievement, like chill out, have a good time, you know, enjoy the ride. Man, enjoy the ride. Well, Dave, I really appreciate you, you coming on the show. It's incredible hearing the story. A lot of it uh, I'm familiar with, but there's also a lot that you, you gave a lot of clarity, not just for, for myself and having the understanding, but for everybody out there, because I look up to you a lot. You made a big impact in my world and I'm really excited that everybody else, all the listeners in the audience, and I mean, this isn't going anywhere. It's lasting. Now it's up in the cloud and all that. So last for everybody for, for generations and stuff, man. So it's, it's great having you on here. And for, for everybody that's listening, we're going to have the people analyzer that'll be shared in the BTL toolbox for you. And Dave, what we're doing here in order for, for everybody to actually get access to the BTL toolbox, they've got to make a donation or a contribution. You know, we're talking about give and gain. That's what this is all about. So, so Dave, what's a, a charity that you're really proud of or really fond of right now that stands out? Yeah, for years, uh, we've been really fond of Lifeline. We do um, usually at least one fundraiser a year for them. And um, they're an organization here in Charleston County. It's small, it's privately owned, but they, they facilitate the kind of training and education that's required for a family to adopt or foster. And there's not enough uh, people in the government to train, in that position to train the number of families needed to get these children out of the system and into a home. And so the pinch point in the funnel is that there needs to be more people to certify the families. And so Lifeline is a private organization. Uh, they hire these uh, trainers that will uh, certify the families. And so, um, you know, each, each um, employee is probably like forty dollars to $50,000 a year with payroll and benefits and all that stuff. And I think each one can probably do maybe like 16 families a year. So each family might potentially be able to adopt or foster one to 20 kids, you know some foster kids all the time in and out their door. So it's a really good organization. All their money goes directly to these employees to assist the state and where they're lacking funds to help out these children that are in the uh, foster system. Man, that, what are, that's, that's an amazing cause. Yeah. An amazing awesome. cause. Great purpose behind all of it, man. Well, 
Well, Dave, that that's incredible. You're absolutely incredible. I'm super grateful to to have you on here, but also to be in the circle with you and and be able to share a lot of the journeys and experiences uh, together with everything. But for all the listeners out there, you got Dave Friedman. This episode is incredible. Uh, I'm speaking that in my opinion. However, I'm not doubting at all that everybody else that's out there is going to feel the exact same way. And Dave, how can people find out more about you, man? Um, if you go to, we have a lot of good resources and stuff at a site called uh, Dave Friedman Coaching. And if they go there, we actually have like some free downloads um, that you can deploy in, in any business and some ones that are real estate specific. Uh, there's just some good content down there. So um, you can also find my contact information there too. Awesome, man. Well, Dave, again, I'm super grateful for you, man. Thank you for all of this. And the, the value that you just brought is incredible. So everybody, uh, signing off here. We're going to go enjoy the journey and the rest of the day. So everybody, stay tuned for the next episode. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Brett. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the BTL podcast. That's the Born to Lead podcast. Please be sure to stay up to speed with all of our episodes that we're going to be launching by subscribing to us on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. And if you're looking for more information about what we're doing, check us out on Facebook, Born to Lead Podcast. And you can also find us on Instagram there too. And when you're ready to elevate yourself and your mindset, learn more from all of the folks that we've got on the show about their knowledge, attitude, skills, and their habits be sure to stay tuned on Facebook. That's how you're going to learn more about where to access and how to access our BTL toolbox, where you'll have all of the content that we were mentioning before. So stay tuned, everybody, and thanks for listening. See you next time.